You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're in Colossians, and I know that on Sunday morning we have begun this series in the book of Colossians, and this has nothing to do with that series. Uh, But it's a verse I don't want to pass over. And so I'm going to go back and get it tonight for another reason. And uh, next week we'll continue uh, in our series on uh, the so look, look, what, look what God's done for me. And we saw several items this morning. You know about the Church of Colossae. I don't have to review that. But the Apostle Paul, I would like to say this, never went to the Church of Colossae. Got within 120 miles. It's a tri-city area. But he said, I want you to send this letter to the other churches there, Laodicea, Hierapolis, and Colossae, this is to you. And he begins, and I want to speak to you tonight about one, one thought. It's chapter 1, verse 1. It's just too good to just sort of pass up. Would you read it with me tonight? Chapter 1, verse 1. It says the thing, same verse in Ephesians 1, 1. Ready? Begin. Paul an apostle by the will of God. I want you to look at verse number 9, please. For this cause also we, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of, what's the next two words? His will. His will. Go to chapter 4, please. And verse number 12, then we'll come back to verse number 1. Verse 12 is the pastor there at that church, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervent for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete, we saw that word this morning, in the, what is it? Will of God. Can I ask you a question tonight? Why are you here? Not just in church. Why, why are you occupying a place on planet Earth? Do you know that we're not our own? We've been bought with a price. God has a plan for your life. It is your job and it's my job to discover the will of God. What is the will of God? When it's, we say God has a will for you, that just simply means God has a desire. God has a desire for your life. God has a plan for your life. And I want us to see that. And I try to speak about this once or twice a year. And we speak about it in college. And it's so amazing because many preachers come by and they say, I want to speak to you about the will of God. And I see your head nodding genre there. And they do. And it's great. But sometimes you feel like a, 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 like, like you say, my goodness, this guy said the will of God is threefold. This guy said the will of God is sevenfold. This guy said the will of God could be found. And, and, and you feel like a termite in a yo-yo. Man, you just get so mixed up. What is the will of God? There's a lot of things that, that I failed at in my life. But I know this, as I stand before you tonight, 
I know that I am definitely in the will of God. God had a plan for my life. I rebelled against his plan. I never wanted to rebel. I just was too afraid. I just knew God could not use someone like me. God had a will for me. God had a plan for me. God had a desire for my life. I would have not chosen to be a pastor. But I realize now that that was God's plan. I would not have chosen a big area. I thought when I finally did surrender to be a pastor, I was going to go to Colorado and get cowboy boots and have a little ranch and a small little country church. That sounds kind of good right now. But you know what? God's will for me was the Silicon Valley. God's will for my life was the greatest people in all the world. I, I'm not against a small church or whatever it is. God, God has different. But I can't imagine living without this choir. I just can't imagine it. I cannot imagine living without this orchestra and these pianists that are playing. I cannot imagine not pre preaching the word of God at this place. God has a will for your life. And I want us to see that will tonight because there's a reason why you're here. You are not created to party. Though I'm going out here to get some of that food right afterwards tonight. But that's not the main reason of your life to party. God doesn't have you for all, all it's not all about play and party and vacations and three-day holidays. It's not about a paycheck, though we need a paycheck. God has a definite will, a plan for your life. I think of our Lord, how that our Lord, uh, Jesus said uh, that, that he came to do thy will, O Lord. I come to do your will, God, the Father. It's not my will. Not my will, but thy will be done. When we were in high school, we'd sing, it was alone that Jesus suffered in Gethsemane. Alone he drank the deepest cup of deepest woe for me. Alone he suffered on Mount Calvary. The Savior came to do the Father's will. I'm not saying that the will of God is without loneliness. Jesus was lonely. He suffered alone. He died alone. All men forsook him. But he fulfilled the will of God. John 9, 29, John 8, 29 said, I come, he says, I come to do thy will. His goal in life was to do what the Father wanted of his life. One day we'll come to the end of our journey. Did you fulfill the will that God had for your life? And tonight I want to see that and discover it. For years I've said threefold, and I won't make this our outline tonight, because I say it all the time. Find the will of God, fulfill the will of God, and finish the will of God. Find the will of God. What is God's will for your life? I mentioned last week, Brother John and Kathy Morris, uh, they graduated from my high school. Now, they've been teaching kindergarten boys for 35 years. 
That was God's will for their life. That continues to be God's will for their life. I think of how that class has never had to have, uh, in, in the last 35 years, another teacher. We've had the same person in that class for 35 years. We've had the same person, Brother Manley, all these years. You've worked at the post office. You had a, a, a very influential position in the post office. Uh, I've been at the post office before you retired, and, and you were the leader of the post office, the management, all that. But, but God had a will for his life in revealing the word of God to pre, uh, uh, primary children all these years, Brother Skirty, Brother Carey, all these people have been involved in all these things. For 40, 45, 50 years, almost 50 years, God has a will. We see it in verse number one, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will, by the desire, by the pleasure, by the purpose, God has a will. I want to say a few things and give you an outline, but before I, let me just make these statements. Be patient in seeking to know the will of God. Be patient. Impatience is not how God deals with us, but patience is how God deals with us. I think about how in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, when I was born in that state and lived there 20 months with my parents, my twin sister and I went to the nursery. The nursery workers did not realize they were holding in their arms a pastor. And I wonder what one of our ladies or all these nurseries on this property, the nurseries on the other property and I, they're holding children that will one day be preachers of the gospel. But I did not realize in, in, in the nursery I was to be a preacher. I didn't realize that in elementary. I didn't realize that in junior high. I didn't realize that in high school. I vacillated so much. And I had all these different jobs at uh, the radiator shop and at the ice cream shop. And, of course, prior to that, my newspapers and delivering newspapers seven days a week, 365, and collecting and all that old things we don't do anymore. But, but I, I can remember these jobs. I can remember the job of going over to Los Banos, and we, bought a, um, we, uh, we picked up an ice cream truck, and we brought it back. I was 15. My buddy was 16. Brought it back, and we went around the neighborhoods with an ice cream truck and sold ice cream. I remember selling as a nine-year-old boy door-to-door candies and, and trying to get money. It wasn't through the school. It wasn't through our church. It just my dad ordered these cans and tin cans with the lid on it, and I went around and just sold the. I remember when this thing called zip codes came out. We didn't have zip codes in the 30s and in the 40s, 50s and 60s, but they started coming out in the late 60s, and I remember they said, everybody, you're going to mail a letter. It's going to now have a zip code. And I went door to door all over that Fremont region. Said, folks, you're not going to get a letter mail. you got to buy a, and I forget what it was. I think it was a dollar. That was a lot of money. I said, I'll sell this to you at your door. For I sold so many of those things. But the job I liked was working in the grocery store. I loved the grocery business. I just loved it. And I wanted to be in the grocery business. I wanted to one day manage a grocery store. And there was a time I wanted to go be a Marine in the Vietnam, all those things. But really in my heart, I, I felt like I was resisting God. 
My dad said, I, dad, son, one, one year you go to Bible college, you owe me the 13th year. And I never debated him. He, he instructed me to go to this particular college, and I didn't want to go there. I wanted to go to Tennessee Temple. I never told him, even the day of his death, I never told him. I didn't want to go where, but he sent me. And, and you know what? It was the best. I found my wife. Do you know that? I, I can't say I rebelled in my freshman year, but I tried to get drafted. Everybody's getting drafted. I never filled the paper out, paperwork out correctly. I knew I'd get drafted. But somehow I always had come back every year. For four years, I, my mother gave it to me when I, she was dying. And I, I saw she had my draft cards and all those things and, 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 and my exemption because I was studying for the ministry. I never asked for that. They just gave it to me. God was directing and I'll tell you what, that sophomore year, in the winter, whether it met in about February, probably about February, latter part of January, and I went to my first class in the morning music theory. I finished that thing up about 7.30 to about 8.15, and, and I went back to my room, as like my custom was, I tried to read my Bible the next hour and pray every day of my life. I sat there that day overlooking that snow, not wanting to be there. I read Jeremiah 12 because one guy quit college in the middle of the night and drove out of it, and the next morning another fella quit, and I said, I'm quitting too. I'm not trying to rebel, God. It's just I, I, I cannot do this. I can't, I can't serve you. I don't, I'm not saying I don't want to. It's just I'm, I'm not capable. That morning I was reading, and you know the verse, Jeremiah 12, 5, if thou was run with the footmen. Well, I was running with footmen. I was around Bible college kids. Thou was run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee. And how canst thou contend with the horses? I wrote on a piece of paper, if I can't make it in Bible college, I'm not going to make it in Vietnam. I decided to stay, not because I wanted to. It just felt like God wouldn't let me go. I went through my senior year and graduated and went into the ministry, but I knew I'd never preach. I say all oh, that illustration to think of this. I was almost 25, was 24, when I became a pastor. Be, be, be patient with God. It took 25 years that God got me ready for this church. Amen. It took 25 years. You know, I, I don't mean this irreverent. I hope it's not, it sounds, I don't mean it. Our Lord came, he didn't start at the cross. He started in a, in a manger. And they went from the manger to being raised in a home. He was an infant. He was a child, an adolescent. We sell him at 12 years of age in the Bible, but his work hadn't started yet. There was, he wasn't healing and miracles and all these things. Oh, he was sitting there talking with the, the uh, scribes and the lawyers and whatnot, but 
But, but, but at age 30, the father said, you can begin the purpose why you've come. I'm not saying prior to that he did not, but I'm just saying his, the miracles and, and the parables and the, and the writings and the, the healings and all took place. It, it took 30 years to get there. Stop being so impatient with God. We, we think, I come to church on a Sunday night, okay, I know the will of God. I'm supposed to do this. Secondly, uh, with that, don't look for the high, look for the low. What do you mean by that? In seeking the will of God, don't seek the high position. Begin in the low position. Uh, David in 1 Samuel 16 was anointed to be king. But David still had to go through being chased by Saul and being hunted by Saul and a javelin from Saul and a cave by, at running from Saul. And he had to go through all these experiences. And he was already anointed. Samuel anointed him, chapter 16, verse 6 of 1 Samuel. He was anointed king, but he wasn't the king. And then he had to go through wars and he had to go through all the difficulties of life. And then about 16, nearly 20 years later, in Hebron, they said, we too want to anoint you. And he became king over the country. He started as a shepherd boy. And Moses started as a shepherd and as we see the word of God, David started as a shepherd and Gideon started as the least of the family. I was so afraid when the first position they gave me in the ministry was a second grade boy Sunday school teacher. I don't know if I was any good, but I can tell you this, I really worked at it. God was laying some groundwork in my life to one day be a pastor. But I had to I had to enjoy the journey. So, some of you want to be the CEO when, when you're not supposed to be the CEO. To find the will of God always begins with humility. It always begins ta taking care of whatever it is, chasing donkeys like Saul did. Finding the menial things in life but doing them faithfully and doing them not saying, okay, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I want to get out of here, I want to do this. I, a, a lot of the, and you're listening, I, I got a pastor, got a pastor. Good, come to men's prayer. Good, sit near the word of God. Good, use the altar. Good, come to work days. Good, go to soul winning clinics. Uh, good, attend everything you can about pastors and workers conference. Well, I don't want to do all that, I just want to go preach, preach. Ah, revival! I'm so tired of people talking about revival. How about faithfulness? Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Uh, this maybe it's too close to Christmas. Do you know that today's the three? Uh, oh, this week is the three three day weekend. Never said it. I don't think we knew that. But why is it every time there's a three day weekend we gotta go to snow? Why would anybody in their right mind go to the snow to freeze? And we push all these events in here. 
And it was just, you know, I'm not saying go, you can't go to the snow. But push off, don't, don't miss church to go to the snow. But, but amen. Takes longer than I have to do by amen. But, but you know, got to go to the snow. So but Monday we'll go to the snow. Get up early, 4 o'clock in the morning, go to the snow. Get home at 11 o'clock. And kids can't go to school Thursday, Tuesday because they're sick. Don't go to the snow. All right, that's going over real good. Number three, remember the will of God is permanent. Now he may add to it, he that doeth the will of God, the Bible said, abideth forever. Perhaps the position may change, but the gifts and calling, Romans 11, are without repentance. What's so wrong about being a bus captain? Bring your boys and girls to the house of God. Number four, I'd like to say, we always do the will of God from the heart. Ephesians 6, 6, doing the will of God from the heart. Everything we do ought to be hard in it. It was so exciting. I was hired to be the janitor for my father-in-law. As after that, he gave me the second grade boys. And it let me be the music director. And in time, it let me be the bus director. And I tell you what, I love cleaning those floors. Miss Treber and I got married December 23rd, 1972. And you know that day, I just finished college, December. I was finished with college, and, and I, I, I worked on the building. I got there on, 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 on uh, Thursday cleaning it and Friday cleaning it. Had it all ready because I knew we were going to go on a two-day honeymoon. We're going to go Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We came home Christmas Day. Well, I wanted those floors polished. Not just, I was thinking about church. And I can remember working there on that Friday because we got married on Saturday night. And working Friday night and then my parents were trying to fly in. The snow kept them from getting there. We had to go to Chicago O'Hare about 2 o'clock in the morning, pick them up. Got back in at 4 o'clock in the morning. That day had to go clean the church and get it all ready. And I, I, don't, I think our wedding was at 7.30. And, and I can remember about 6 o'clock, I was still in work clothes saying, man, i got to get home and get cleaned up. And I ran down to the Tucker's house, and I'd make plans. I said, can I shower here? And I got showered up and cleaned up, and I went to the wedding. I love being a janitor. Friend, I'm saying the, the will of God, do it with, from your heart. It's, it's, I don't like it when someone says, from the janitor to the pastor. Uh, we're, as far as I'm concerned, we're equals. Because that position, can you imagine? Who, who were the ones that were so close to the heart of God? The Levites. What they do? One of you men preached about it recently. Carried boards, carried cloths, carried Blankets, carried the art, the, 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 the tabernacle. They carried, you know which ones I really like, though? I like the Nethanums. They're not mentioned often in the Bible, but the Nethanums. The Nethamans, all right, the Levites were called, they were the servants. But the Nethamans were servants to the servants. The Nethamans served the Levites. I think it must be in life, have you, have you experienced it? I think it's the most wonderful thing to serve the servants. 
to serve the people of God, to serve in whatever capacity, climbing a tree and treating the trees, whatever it is, fixing something, repairing something. It's all the work of God. And when the body is fit together and say, well, I want to preach, I want to preach. You know how much preaching is? There's 168 hours a week. This morning I got 30 minutes. Sunday school I got 20. Tonight I'm going to get about 35. That is it. You know what, what pastoring is? It's a lot of babysitting. And I feel like saying, okay, now, when we get done, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sign. I know you're 41 years old, but I'm, I'm going to say, take this baby bottle three times a day, and, and, and you drink your, drink your baby bottle. And here's a binky, so you can put it in and, 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 and suck on a binky. And I don't mean that cruel, folks. But it's a babysitting job. Guess what? I like it. Number five, find the perfect will of God. The Bible says, and be not conformed, Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this, will, uh, this world, but be transformed, be different, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that, that, that perfect and acceptable will of God. God has a perfect will for you. Enjoy it. What's the perfect will? I, I think of that. A song, we, it's, it's in our song book, it's page uh, one, 141. Uh, we, we sing, uh, for whatever it takes for my will to break, that's what I'd be willing to do. I'll trade sunshine for rain, sorrow for pain, that's what I'd be willing to do. For whatever it takes for my, say, hey, Brother Trevor, I'd like to be a pastor out there in California. I love that weather. What about sunshine or shade? What about the mission field where it's always moist, damp, and wet, or where it's always hot, or where it's always humid? Stop telling God what, what, I, what I like. I'd like to have a beachfront property. My wife and I, we were 51 years ago, remember, we were married. Here's the song. Her aunt sang it. Surrender to the perfect will of God. I dare, dare not give him less. Though he should lead our steps from here abroad, we want his will. My life to bless. We change it to from me, from us. Whatever he wants for us, his will, his will, we must know. Whatever he wants to send us, his will, his will, we must go. If he but speaks, I'll obey at, we'll obey at his voice. We've already decided his will is our choice. Whatever he wants for us, his will, his will we must do. I don't know. In fact, I, I do know. Mrs. Traver grew up on a farm, 168 acres. 
rural city, Stillman Valley. She would have not chosen California. Not what I wish to be, nor where I wish to go, for who am I that I should choose my way? The Lord shall choose for me. Tis better far I know. It's better to follow the will of God. I won't labor this, but we've had discussions. If I should go first or she should go first. That old Midwest is not part of our life anymore. The family, the aunts and uncles have died. The dad has died. The mom has died. Our, our, her siblings have moved on with life. One's down in Texas. His first wife died, and he just got remarried, and they're down there. And Another one's most of the time in Arkansas. His elderly, elderly mother-in-law, they're caring for all the time. And we're all separated now. There's nothing to draw her back there. And I don't think she'd want to leave this church if I were to go first. If the next pastor would allow her to stay, I think she'd stay right here. Because our life is buried here. Oh, no, we don't like the politics here. I get so tired of people saying, oh, you're out there in California? Uh, duh, yeah, that's what it says, California. That's what it says, that's where I live. Ah, those wicked people. And the wonderful thing about that, you preachers that are listening, is that, well, yes, because we have the internet here. I know you don't have it there yet. <laughs> but we have the internet. And I know maybe if you had the internet, you'd be as bad as we are. And my dear preacher friends, we don't have pagers. We have cell phones. Yes, preachers. And, and, and guess what? We're way, we don't have eight tracks in our cars. We have cassettes. <laughs> this is good. This is great. Why is it? Oh, California, you're so wicked. Uh, the, the mission fields of the world. Amen. Where in this particular country, 1% claim to be Christian, and that concludes, includes Catholicism, you name it, 1%? Oh, yeah, that's, that's the mission field. Well, that's where we live. May I say... Regarding the will of God, God has a perfect will. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I... So, well, he's, he's leading me. No, no, be careful about all this stuff, that how he's leading you. Yeah, but he's leading me. There's a 4,000 square foot house on the riverfront. You haven't gotten old, uh, haven't gotten old enough yet. You know what would be a nice house? A hundred square feet. Because everything breaks. Everything breaks. We have a nice house just a few blocks away. And we love our house. We love it. I was saying the other night to the Lord, I said, you know what? 
I've got so many things, to, and don't anybody volunteer to repair because I'm not asking. I've got so many things to repair in this house, get fixed. God, if we left and we're out of here and we had our valuables, if you'd like to burn it down, it'd be okay with me. And we'll start over again. God has a will for you. Now, how do you find it? God has a will for your life. How do you find it? You find the will of God. Look what he says here. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. How do you find it? You always find the will of God from the word of God. And it's not this way. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. No, just read this book and get in it. Some of you are on the 30-day Bible. Isn't it rich? Isn't it amazing? As you just read through, most of you cannot be on that. Your time is sort of controlled. But isn't it wonderful? Just to get in it. And God is speaking to my heart. I don't know if he's revealing more will. You're, you're, God's not going to give you more will unless you obey the will he's already given you. You can't make it to church. God's, well, God's leading me to do No, no, God's not leading you, friend. If you don't go to Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, tithe, serve God, pass. If you're not, why, why are you looking for more will of God? Find the will of God in the Word of God. Secondly, <laughs> Bible college students will love this. Find it with the peace of God. It's that inner calm. You know, the first time I preached here, February the 8th, 1976. I'd preached three times in my life. I was an assistant pastor for four years, but three times. And one of those times was on the radio. No one saw me. And that day I spoke three times. Sunday school, Acts 12. Sunday morning, John 3, 16 here. And Sunday night, Ephesians 6, the armor of God. You know, Brother Tony, when I preached those three times that day, I remember 1976, so however many, 48 years next month. I said, Lord, I'd like to do this the rest of my life. I just kind of like to do this. I, I had the best time preaching your word today. I, I loved it. I think I was supposed to be a preacher. I knew I was surrendered, but, but God, I, I want to do this. And if these people let me stay, I'll stay a lifetime until I get to be a problem to them. You find the will of God from the word of God. Read your Bible. You find the will of God by God will give you peace in the midst of all the turmoil and storms of life. Number three, you find the will of God at the house of God. Everything in my life that's happened of good that happened at the house of God. I got saved on a Sunday night at the house of God. I got baptized at the house of God. It was outside, but I got baptized at outside baptistry. God began to speak to my heart as a sophomore in high school about serving him at summer camp. And, and I, I, I was sensitive to that. And God began to deal with my heart and my life. And, and my, my dad said, son, I want you to go to one year of Bible college. And I went to that one and it turned into four. 
And it all happened at the house of God. I was at the house of God and our pastor said, he said, we've got some fellows coming from England and, and they're coming tonight. They're going on a television show. We're here, they're there. And they're coming to America with this new music called rock and roll. Has the Beatles. I'm glad you're in God's house instead of watching the Beatles. I'll never forget that night. And God, I, I, I was leading the music. And I looked over there and at the house of God and found that preacher's daughter, just a beautiful girl. I didn't think, I, I didn't think she was worthy for me. I thought she would never date me. I found her at the house of God. I didn't find her at a tavern. My wife tells our class, Adam never went looking for a wife. God brought him one. There's some of you in this room right here. I've been praying. I, I saw some of my heart again during the song service. I, I'm praying for that. I'll, I'll, I'll mate for that person, for that girl, for that boy, that person. They need a mate. They need a mate. God, only you can send the right one. And I'm not going to tell you who to date. It's not my job. But I'm asking God will send someone in 2023 into your life, 24 into your life. The, 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 the house of God, the word of God, the house of God, the peace of God. I'm reluctant to say this, but you, you don't find this violation through the man of God. If I'm your shepherd, and I love you, and I want the best for your life, I wouldn't make a major decision without getting on the same page with your shepherd. I, I think it's a violation of finding the will of God. I, I don't want you to have to do what I want you to do. I, I want us to find the will of God. And someone said, I got to know by tomorrow. Well, then you don't, don't even ask me. I might want to fast over this for a while. I might want to take a meal a day for about a month and just fast with you. Don't back me in a corner. And I wouldn't go forward without the advice of a man of God. I, I, I depend, I, it's a, a dangerous time for me because I depended so much on Bobby Robertson to give me godly advice. I depended so much on Lee Robertson to give me godly advice. And I depended so much on my, uh, 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 Tom Malone to give me godly direction. And, and Raymond Hancock. And, and I depended in another sense to, for Curtis Hudson to give me direction. And I've got a long list of preachers that I would counsel with and give me direction and give me, help me. Am I doing right here? What do you think? And one by one, they've all passed away. Find the man of God and then be patient with God. And then the Spirit of God, he's going to guide you in time with God. God has a will for your life. I don't know what it is. But I know you'll not enjoy this will until you fulfill this will. And however menial this looks, 
eating the center out of donut holes. I, 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 that's all I do for a living. I eat that round spot. I'm supposed to eat, that's my job at the workplace. I eat the donut holes, the middle. Well, if that's your job, join Jenny Craig. <laughs> God has a will for you. He'll show you. A preacher said to me, let's stand together, please. A preacher said to me about 40 years ago, Brother Traber, God's going to use you when it seems like sometimes you're making reckless decisions. But he said, I'm at the age where I cannot make the wrong decision because I don't have enough time to correct it. He was telling me about borrowing money. <clears throat> and he said, I really believe you ought to borrow money. You've raised so much and you've kept the pressure on these people so much. I think you ought to borrow some money before we ever own this property to get some of these things done over here. I just, you better, I just think it'd be very wise. You've got to keep this thing going. But he said, I cannot borrow money because I don't have enough time left in my life to pay it back. And I'm not going to leave my church in debt. And when he left his church, they didn't know he died. I'll never forget that counsel. Stop hurrying God. Be patient with God. Be slow with God. And, and let God speak. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.